dropping, homie, day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice. Stay up on my grind, that's my way of life. I got tunnel vision, I'ma chase that ray of light. So two superstars from the Nets. If you're going to lose both of them at that point, it almost seems like you, you, you failed as a franchise to try and put that together. It's yeah. just mind-boggling to me. This is not Teddy Bridgewater. This is not Trevor Simeon. This is not Paxton Lynch. This isn't Brock Osweiler. This is Russell freaking Wilson. I'm just stonewalling you here. There's no way this out. There's no way this out. What is going on, everybody? You are back here on Jake's Takes. This is the podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. I am back. I'm Jake Serrano, as always, taking you through some of my quick takes. Uh, this time to end your weekend. Uh, it is a Sunday today. Had a little... Uh, oh, man, the weather in New Jersey is changing quick, so I had a little bit of an allergy this week. So want to try and record peak energy. And that's what I was going for. I got it back. Uh, it's actually kind of late that I'm recording this, but whatever. I got it. I'm ready to roll. I got my topics ready for today. A lot of stuff has happened, and I'm ready to get it to you out to you guys. Want to talk about it? A lot of stuff's gone on, and uh, we just got to get rock and roll on this. But it's a Sunday. Hope everyone has a super Sunday, and um, let's get right to it because we got NFL. Like I said, we got power rankings. We have the Deshaun Watson. I'm going to give you my reaction on that. What's going to happen with the Browns? Uh, Schedule-wise, we'll go through that. We'll predict that. What should they do without Deshaun Watson? Any options they could have uh, and all that. Talking about Aaron Rodgers this week, something he said in the media, and uh, a few other things about Derwin James signing that contract with the Chargers. And, of course, the power rankings, 16 through 9. Let's get it started right now. Here we go. So the power rankings for this week, want to start off with that. I have 16 through 9. We are starting to get into some of the topper end teams in the league. And uh, at 16, we have the Dallas Cowboys, one of my uh, bottom five teams for worst offseasons this past offseason. And I have Dallas at 16. And uh, like I said, haven't named Philly yet, if you've been paying attention. So Dallas, I actually think, is going to be worse than Philly this year. And um, 16, hard 16. They didn't do much this offseason to really give me a, I guess, a, a green light to say, oh, wow, they did a lot. You know, it was kind of a bland offseason for them. They didn't do much. Replaced some guys like got rid of Amari Cooper. But they drafted Jalen Tolbert. You know, they signed James Washington, but he got hurt. You know, I think he's probably going to be out the whole season. So when I look at this roster Last season, they had a a top five roster. The defense played awesome. That's what you wanted from the defense. They, you know, Dan Quinn got this defense where they wanted to be. That is not going to be the problem. Maybe on the back, it won't be a problem. But the offense is actually something that I think for once in their lifetime can be concerning, especially after that San Francisco 49ers wild card playoff game last year where they were a top five scoring offense and they could not score points the problem is here is they downgraded at wide receiver we'll see what Jalen Tolbert is but that's a downgrade because uh, they lost to Mark Cooper and on the offensive line you have now have rookie Tyler Smith 
Tyron Smith, left tackle, who is getting up there in age. Let's let's just say the least. Zach Martin has played awesome, but you lost Lyle Collins and Connor Williams. Uh, that's tough, and that's hard for an offensive line, especially for a running back, Ezekiel Elliott, who needs that offensive line, who's been injured the past couple of years, who's struggled a little bit, uh, needs it bad. And um, I'm just interested to see where this roster goes. Defense, really not worried about it. I actually expect them, even without Randy Gregory, to take a step forward this uh, this year. Again, the offense is my concern, and that's why they're at 16. At number 15, we have the Arizona Cardinals. After all long offseason of Kyler Murray and whatever was going on over there in Arizona, they have a deal with the man. They He will be the long-term quarterback over there in Arizona after even more drama spilled over, yada, yada, yada. He is the man. Um, listen, Arizona did a lot for Kyler Murray this offseason, but Marquise Brown, not sure what's going to happen with him legally. He may not even be on the team. DeAndre Hopkins, we know. I think it's six games he'll be suspended for PEDs. So that's something that needs to be watched out for. The offense could potentially be in shambles for the first couple of weeks. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, Rondell Moore is, a great, is going to be a great player in this league. A.J. Brown's get, AJ Green's getting up there in age. I don't know. The offensive line will be fine. They drafted Trey McBride, which I thought was awesome. Zach Ertz is still there. Uh, they still have James Conner, but lost out on Chase Edmonds. But they signed, uh, you know, Daryl Williams from the Chiefs. The de- really, the offense isn't my biggest concern. Once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, and we'll see what happens with Marquise Brown and whatever, whatever. But I think the offense will be okay because you have Kyler, Kyler Murray at quarterback. He's going to make plays for you. My concern is the defense. And uh, like the Dallas, my concern is the offense. Here it's the defense. I'm actually concerned the secondary. And, I mean, they lost a lot of good veteran players this past offseason. And I'm just not sure how well it's going to play. I mean, you do have Buda Baker back there and Jalen Thompson and Marco Wilson, who you drafted last year, and Byron Murphy Jr. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just a little weary on that. Some games I watched, it just didn't look too strong. I'm not worried about on the far back end with the safeties, more about the outside and the corners. We'll see what happens there. They did lose a guy in Chandler Jones, as we know, on the defensive line. So that will have to play out. But they are at 15. Definitely have a shot at the playoffs. But I think the Rams and the 49ers are going to have something to say about that. Number 14 is the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I I think the Titans are going to easily dominate this division. Uh, The Colts have a good shot at doing it. But I think the Titans obviously are the most complete team. I love that they were able to get Robert Woods in trade. Oh, I love that guy. He's just, you know, he's going to be a great all-around wide receiver to save money. They traded away A.J. Brown, drafted Traylon Burks. We'll see if he works out. Uh, this team is this team is, has been consistent the past couple of years, of course, with the King, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill's made this team with a lot of upside. Uh, maybe Malik Willis comes in at one point this season and gives a lot of teams a run for their money. But I think this team is going to be on top of the end of the division. We'll be back in the playoffs this year. Defense is going to be solid. Caleb Farley is coming back for another season at corner, the guy who they drafted last year in the first round. Bud Dupree is coming back. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons. This is a roster to be reckoned with. 
very close last year to being the Bengals. Could have made it to the AFC Championship. Close. And uh, I think they'll be right back in the midst of things this year. The Titans at number 14. At number 13, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Could very well take over this division in the NFC West. Once a super strong division, now that's transferred to the AFC West. Um, there, Jimmy G is still on the roster, but I just read an article not too long ago that CEO Jed York said he'll be happy to have Jimmy G if the trade, a trade does not materialize with anybody. Uh, listen, he's a great safety line to have at this point, but you got to get uh, Trey Lance under his feet and get him rocking and rolling at this point. Can't wait for him forever. And uh, I think they're going to have, listen, a run first offense, a West Coast offense with Trey Lance is going to be awesome. And uh, of course, with Kyle Shanahan, they're going to develop him right. And it's going to be a great roster with uh, Bernard Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Juwan Jennings. This is going to be awesome. Trent Williams at left tackle. I mean, it really doesn't get better than better than that. George Kittle at tight end. This is a roster to be reckoned with. Uh, defense always solid, has been solid. Defensive line has been solid. Past couple years with Javon Kinlaw, uh, Armstead, Bosa, and uh, you know Fred Warner at linebacker. Jimmy Ward at the safety position. They did lose a couple of their safeties this past offseason, but I don't think that's going to stop them. This will be another solid team, and uh, they were just in the midst of things last season, almost made it to the playoffs. I mean, not the playoffs, the Super Bowl, and um, just just one play away from the Super Bowl, and they just missed out with Jimmy G. Imagine what they could do with Trey Lance at as best. And uh, this team should dominate, and they, as long as I think, if, I, if Trey Lance can develop the way I think he will, they'll be Number one in this division before you know it. And uh, they'll be dominating. And I think Chris Canty said earlier this week that there'll be his bold prediction for Super Bowl. I don't know if I go that far this this time around, but last season they were a Super Bowl contender. There's no reason they couldn't be this year. And uh, watch out because here come the 49ers, and they'll probably give the Rams a good run for their money. 49ers, 13. Number 12, a team that I actually like a lot that I didn't think I would even after everything that transpired this past offseason with losing Sean Payton, Dennis Allen comes in as head coach. I am talking about the New Orleans Saints at number 12. Yes, so Michael Thomas is going to come back a wide receiver. Marquise Callaway, love to see what he can do. Traquan Smith, uh, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. These are guys that's going to bolster the roster here. And uh, even though they, they lost Teron Armstead, they drafted Trevor Penny. He's had some problems in practice. He's, you know, he gets competition. He gets heated. I expect him to start at left tackle sooner or later. The offensive line is solid. Jameis Winston's coming back. I really, really believe he will play well with Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and these guys on the offense. And that is going to be a big reason they take over this division. And they have a very, 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 unlike the other teams I'm saying, going to be sneaky. This is a solid one team. They can win this division easily. It's not all the Bucs, and everybody's talking Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. and I do have the Bucs up. I will admit I have them up in my top 10, but it's they've beaten the Bucs before, and I won't be surprised if they come after them this season again. This roster has gotten better somehow. I, I just It's insane. I really didn't think it would. Uh, Jordan Cameron's still on the defensive line. Marcus Davenport. Demario Davis, who is an underrated linebacker in this league. Marcus May, Teron, Matthew, 
they were able to pick up some safeties after losing some of their guys like Marcus Williams this past offseason, replenish back there, and this is going to be another solid team. And uh, listen, I have them at 12 right now. I need to see what they can do. If Jameis Winston can pull through, they're going to be a very solid team, and I expect them to make the playoffs this season. At number 11, a, the team that will win the NFC East. It is the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni at head coach. They will win this division this year. Uh, last season, making the playoffs in insane fashion. Everybody thought they were going to win like two or three games. Jalen Hurts is now the guy. A.J. Brown, they traded from at wide receiver. Devontae Smith, Zach Paschal. This is going to be an awesome team, an offensive off- offensive line. They were a running team last year. If Jalen Hurts can get better mechanically, fundamentally, at quarterback, he's already got the run game down. And with Miles Sanders and, and Boston Scott, Kenneth Gamewell back there, running back, imagine what he can do once he is all together. Like I've always said, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts remind me of Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson. That will be that combo now with A.J. Brown. It should open up more things. I'm super excited. Hopefully Jalen uh, Rager can come into his own at one point, the former first-round pick. Zach Paschal is a great wide receiver. I'm excited to see what the offense can do with Jalen Hurts. He's so dynamic, and uh, he's going to, he's gonna again, surprise a lot of people in this league this year. They will be back, and they will win this division, and they will be back in the playoffs this year. Watch out for the Philadelphia Eagles. They do such a good job of drafting Cam Jurgens. They backed up for Jason Kelsey. I've talked about this. I think I talked about it on the offseason's episode. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox to get Jordan Davis behind him. Uh, Josh Schwett. This is going to be awesome. James Bradbury, they picked up from the Giants who got released. That's awesome. With Darius, pair him with Darius Slay. Are you kidding me? The Philadelphia Eagles will be the division winner of the NFC East. That's why I have them at number 11. At number 10, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, even though it was a great intro, I did want to mention N'Kobe Dean. They got in the third round on the Eagles. Yeah, watch out for that because that's going to be special too. But Las Vegas Raiders at number 10. Yes, the Raiders are back. And they were last year making it to the playoffs. Very slim, but they made it back. Able to trade that, make that big trade for Devontae Adams. and picked up Keelan Cole this past offseason from the New York Jets. Hunter Renfro was great last year. Derek Carr got an extension. The offensive line should be good. Josh Jacobs back there. Um, hopefully he can have a little bit of a better season. Defense, they picked up Chandler Jones and Jonathan Hankins they got back there. Uh, this should be a solid team. I'm excited to see it. The Raiders are coming for everybody. And... Um, it's going to be a tough division. I think I have all the NFC West teams in the top 10. Raiders starting at number 10. And uh, I don't have much to say. Obviously, I think the, the offense is going to be solid with Darren Waller back there as well. And uh, I'm, excited, I'm excited to see how it materializes. All four of these teams have the potential to make the playoffs. And I think the Raiders are one of them. But if there was one team that I think wouldn't make the playoffs, I really think it's going to be either the Raiders or the Broncos. But one of these teams has the potential to make it to the playoffs. I still think the Chiefs will be in it, but uh, all four all four teams have a chance to make it, and the Raiders are going to be one of them. At number nine, rounding off the power rankings for today, it is the Baltimore Ravens, the most questionable team I have at number nine in the top ten for the sole reason of the fact that I am worried for this offensive wide receiver group. 
not the offensive line because it looks awesome. Able to pick up a right tackle after Alejandro Villanuevo uh, left the team last year, bringing in Morgus Moses from the Jets, who played well last year. Tyler Lindebaum at center, the Iowa. Um, is it Iowa State or Iowa? I think it was Iowa, the Iowa center. I can't believe I'm forgetting that. And Mark Andrews at tight end. And Lamar Jackson, if he can stay healthy coming back. You got J.K. Dobbins coming back. Gus Edwards coming back. This is going to be a solid offense, and we know it. But what's going to happen at wide receiver will be the question. I know Rashawn Bateman's going to come into his own this year. But outside of that, not really sure. And uh, Lamar is always slim pickings with what he's got to work with. And he was the MVP without working with a lot. I think he could do it as long as they can all stay healthy. The defense will be back as long as everybody can stay healthy again. Marcus Williams signed a contract there. Should be awesome. Kyle Fuller, Chuck Clark, Marcus Peters, as we know. Patrick Queen at linebacker. I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. And I'm excited to see it. And uh, listen, my only big concern is that wide receiver. And um, even the Packers, who I have up at number four, and we're going to go over them actually in a different topic today. I have concerns with them, but not as big as Baltimore. And I think it's being undershadowed this offseason. I really want to see what's going to happen. Baltimore at number nine. So that rounds off the power rankings for today. I got 16. We'll recap right now. 16, Dallas. 15, Arizona, 14, Tennessee, 13, San Francisco, 12, New Orleans, 11, Philadelphia, 10, Raiders, and 9, the Ravens. And we'll round off the last eight teams next week in our power rankings when we go eight to number one. Uh, So those are the preseason power rankings. We're going to move on to our next topic. Um, But before we do, I did want to say that the San Francisco 49ers were my most troubled team uh, in this top 16. I could not figure out where to exactly place them because i'm troubled to see what happens to trey lance but they will be a playoff contender this 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 year i've decided that they will make it in um and uh but i just had struggled with where to put them exactly number wise but they'll be back and uh but just wanted to share that and that, that's our eight teams for today we'll release eight more and then that will be it and we'll do one more power rankings after that and we'll we'll go from there we'll play by year and see what happens after that uh, but let's move on to our next topic Here we go. So the news has broke. Deshaun Watson will be suspended from six games now to 11 games this offseason. A $5 million fine, which is whatever at this point. Uh, I, you know, he has a lot of money, so I don't know. $5 million is a scratch of the barrel, I guess, at this point. But, um... Other than that, 11 games, they gave it to him. They did their investigation. They completed it, yada, yada, yada. I am um, I am going to the football side of this. There's a lot more in and on everything on the other side. My reaction to this, and I, this is all I'll say about this situation, is um, I really thought it was going to be a year, just considering what happened to Calvin Ridley and, and all that. But 11 games... Cuts his season uh, by a lot. And, you know, now what are the Browns going to do? So the NFL, that's what they've placed. My job here is to look at the implications of all this. And I wanted to go through, predict the Browns' schedule now, and what should they do without Watson while he's not a quarterback. Um, Kind of saw this coming, obviously. We talked about this last week. And um, so we'll see. That's why I put them at 20. I mean, with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, 11 games now. I really don't see the Cleveland Browns in the top 10. I'm sure a lot of power ranking charts should change very soon. 
Let's go over the Cleveland Browns schedule right now. So I have a prediction simulator, and uh, we're actually going to – I'm going to randomize the whole season, and um, I just want to see if they they will make it in is basically my, my understanding on this. So what I actually think is going to happen is what they should do without Deshaun Watson is trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what everybody's saying. Uh, you know, they have Nick Chubb on this roster, Kareem Hunt, Jurance Johnson played well last year, Jacoby Brissett, and if, you know, Jimmy G gets hurt, they got Jacoby Brissett. They got Amari Cooper. The offensive line was one of the best last year, so not to be worried. Defense is going to be great. It's a playoff-level defense. They have a lot of great players like there, like Denzel Ward. I'm not worried, Miles Garrett. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great pieces to this roster. Once again, it comes down to the quarterback. And Joe Kobe Brissett, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to disrespect. He will not take them there. Um, so Jimmy G, if they they want to trade for him to save whatever they have left, they could make it to the playoffs with Jimmy G. Could be a stretch, but I think they could do it. But I'm predicting this with Jacoby Brissett. I honestly do not think they will trade for Jimmy G. I don't know why, but I have this feeling where the Browns will only trade for him in a panic. And if Jacoby Brissett you know, something happens to him, they're going to trade for him. But I would trade for him now before you do something wrong and the value for him has to go up based on what has happened to you. Plus, I think there's some salvage here that you could just save the season by doing it now. But I'm, I don't know. I get this feeling that they won't do it. I could be wrong. I won't be mad if I'm wrong, but I get that feeling. But we're going to predict the schedule. Jacoby Brissett, a quarterback, through 11 games. And then I'll just, at that point, once 11 games comes, I'll, at that point, put Deshaun in if they were to start him. I'd assume they would because uh, they're paying him a lot of money. So we will see. So I got the first game against the Panthers, and I'm actually going to pick the Panthers to win that game. Baker Mayfield's coming back, and... uh like Sam Darnold did last year to the Jets, I think I think it's just going to be one of those games, and they'll come in and win it. They play the Jets week two. Uh, not trying to be biased, but I really do believe the Jets should get a win there. And um, so I'll give them the win on that. Okay, so the Panthers win week one. Week two, I have the Jets winning that. So they're 0-2 to start, but they play... The Pittsburgh Steelers, I'll give them the win there. I'll let Jacoby Brissett get the win. Week four, they will play the Falcons. Uh, I don't know. The Falcons kind of look good in preseason, even with Marcus Mariota, Drake Landon, and all those guys. But this is going to be a good defense. A lot of it's going to rely on Jacoby Brissett. Can the Falcons stop their run defense? Will be uh, The run offense will be the question. And... Um, I feel like the Falcons should be able to win that with Jacoby Brissett. I'm going to go Falcons, actually. And I'm seeing the schedule for the first time. I just wanted to do this on, on a full on-air reaction because I think it's important to give the best reaction I can possible. So they're going to play the Chargers week five, not winning that. So at this point in this season, I would expect them to panic and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because now they are one and four. Um, there's something to be salvaged here. If Jimmy G is the quarterback, a lot of these games, I think they would at least have three wins by now if Jimmy G was the quarterback. So Jacoby Brissett, I think they'll actually beat New England with Jacoby Brissett. I don't know how well New England's going to really be this year. And uh, Mac Jones, better quarterback, obviously, but I don't know. The defense for 
the Cleveland Browns, I have to factor that in. They are going to be well. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, at this point in the season, at week seven, will take down the Browns. We're at a two and five Browns right now. Uh, the Bengals, they will lose to the Bengals. We're at a two and six Browns team. That's, I don't even have to explain that. Um, where are the Browns in this week? Are they off? Looks like they have a bye week this week, so they won't lose. Okay, week set, week nine is their bye week. Week 10, they come back and play the Dolphins. Ooh. Jacoby Brissett, I think they could beat the Dolphins, depending on what happens. I'm going to give them the win there, three and six. I think the Dolphins will be one of those better teams, but an up-and-down type team. Uh, ooh, week 10, 11, they come and play the Bills. That's a Bills win. That's a three and seven. So at this point, they're fighting for their season. And who comes back at this point? Almost to Sean Watson. I don't think they beat the Buccaneers. So they are now three and eight on the season. Now the Sean Watson, I believe, has come back. So I'll factor that in. I'm sure it'll be a little rusty. It's going to be, oh gosh, it's going to be a very hard game in Houston for that to even materialize. And Houston, I really didn't think it was going to be that bad, even though I put them at 30 on my list, on my power rankings. Ooh, that's going to be one, 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 one big game. That's just going to be a lot. Um... The atmosphere, I just, I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm going to have to give it to Cleveland at that point. They get the win there. Uh, I still think the Bengals come back and beat them. I think the Bengals sweep them, even with Deshaun Watson at that point. I think they beat the Ravens. So now they're 5-9. and nine. And to round off the season at week 16, I think they beat, they lose to the Saints. The Saints are, I think they're going to be very good this year. And they'll beat Washington in week 17. And in week 18, they will, I believe they'll beat the Steelers with Deshaun Watson at that point. And they'll round off the season at a solid 7-10. and 10. So I think, I think 20... And my power ranks list is solid. It just all depends on who's going to be a quarterback. I could literally do this schedule all over again with Jimmy G. I think I will, just to show you the true difference in, in, in everything I said. So week one, let's pretend Jimmy G is there. Honestly, with Baker Mayfield and, and Jimmy G at quarterback, it's a lot more solid of a pace. I still think Baker Mayfield somehow comes through and, and beats the team. So I'm going to keep that. Week two against the Jets. Honestly, if Zach Wilson is not playing, I could see this is a very strong Cleveland team if Jimmy G's there. I'm going to give them the ones. So look, now they're 1-1 instead of 0-2. They'll be 2-1 if they beat the Steelers, so I'll give them that. I still think they'll lose to the Bengals, but they'll beat the Falcons with Jimmy G. They will lose to the Bengals. Where are the Bengals? They'll lose to the Chargers in Week 5 because the Chargers are just going to be good. Um, they will still beat the Patriots. So now they're four and two. This is a whole different schedule now. They will lose to the Ravens, though. I don't think they can do that. They won't win against the Bengals. I think the division game is going to be a lot harder for them. Um, but like I said, they have that bye week in week nine. So week 10, they come back. I think they'll beat the Dolphins. 
mentioned that before. The Bills is interesting. But now they're five and four, so it's a way different vibe than three and seven. So week ten against them, that's gonna still be hard. I'm gonna give it to the Bills. So they are what five and five? I think they're five hundred now. But it's it's but they're way more of a float. Even though it's two games, they're more of a float than they were before. Weirdly enough, with Jimmy G, I actually think they'll beat the Buccaneers. Not with Jacoby Brissett. I think the Buccaneers are too good. But they still have holes, and I think there's still question marks. And I think the Browns' defense is actually good enough to stop them. And uh, I'm not Julio Jones is nothing, you know, unless he plays spectacular. I don't. I didn't see too much in Tennessee to say much. Chris Godwin's really the guy I'm going to be looking back for the comeback. Russell Gage will be there. How will Tom Brady play? I don't know. I just I'm going to give them the win on that. Uh, Jimmy G does, even though he's not amazing. He can turn the tide for this team in other ways. Jacoby percent can't. It sounds weird, but I think he can do it. They at this point, Deshaun Watson will be back, and now the Browns are six and five in a way better position in the AFC North, no matter what happens. So again, the Browns will beat the Texans. Will they sweep? No, they won't. So I'll keep that the same. I really don't think they will. Sean Watson will be playing at this point. Lose to the Ravens. Um, no, they will beat the Ravens. They will beat the Ravens at that point. Beat the Ravens. So they are 8-6. and six. And I still think the Saints are going to keep that the same. Keep it the same. Keep it the same. They'll beat Washington, of course. Week 18, and they'll come back and beat the Steelers. I think that's the only one they could probably sweep. And what is the difference on this? It is a three-game difference, and it makes a lot. They are now 10-7 and seven instead of 7-10. and 10. So that is my prediction on that. I think Jimmy G literally gives them a three-game buffer, and three games is honestly enough to make it them to the playoffs at this point. And they're going to need it because it's a very, very tough AFC, especially with the AFC West, and you don't want to be the third team in the AFC North, you will not get a playoff spot. Um, I just think the AFC West is going to be too good, let alone the AFC. The only team that's going to make it to the playoffs from the AFC East will be the division winner. I don't think any of those teams will be a wild card team. It has to be the division winner. And weirdly enough, somebody from the AFC South will make the playoffs opposite the division winner. There will be a wild card of that. I think the division's way too easy there. For somebody not to come out and do that. I do think the AFC East will be the lone division that um, just doesn't have a second playoff team. I just don't think the other teams are too strong. That's my bold. These are my bold predictions somehow that I just threw these in there. But uh, I've been thinking about that for a little bit. But to be the AFC North team, if you want a three-game buffer, if you want to be the Cleveland Browns and you want a shot, Jimmy G gives you that shot. A three-game difference is a lot, and that gives you a better shot making the playoffs than anything else. We will move on to our next topic. Here we Rogers double check. So I'm going to go over reactions to Adam Schefter's post on Instagram, my reactions. So Aaron Rodgers said the young guys, especially young receivers, we've got to be way more consistent. A lot of drops, a lot of bad route decisions, running the wrong route. So it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is frustrated with some of the young receivers in practice. They are dropping a lot of balls. They aren't running their routes right, running the wrong routes. 
they've I've seen a couple good plays that uh, there was that reaction video where Aaron Rodgers calls that touchdown uh, from one of the young Packers receivers. So the Packers, like I said, they're in my top five this team in my power rankings, and I think they're going to need to get a lot more consistent at wide receiver. If he's saying this because this is the type of guy who throws to people based on trust, and he needs to be able to trust some of these young receivers. They need to play a lot better. I think that will come as the season goes along. But if Aaron Rodgers is saying this, he means it. And that worries me for what could happen to the Packers, especially in division where the Lions could honestly beat the Packers and the Vikings uh, will be very good this year. Even though I had them at 19 on my list, I struggled where to put them. I think they have a very, very, very good offense. We'll see what the defense can do, how coaching will play along. But the offense is good. It's good enough to beat the Packers. Even with that stout defense the Packers have, the, uh, the offense for the Packers is going to be concerning, especially with the young receivers. He's saying it's not consistent. Got to build trust in Aaron Rodgers, and this seems like a red flag to me. I want to see how this, the rest of this team develops throughout the preseason, but that's my initial reaction on that. Let's move on to our next topic. was a bit of a quick one there, but I just wanted to get that one out. Let's go. Actually, so now I'm at final thoughts for today. I didn't think I would roll through this this fast. What are we at, 34 minutes? Look at that. Probably This episode will probably be a little shorter, a little longer. Um, but I did want to talk about the Derwin James signing. So the Chargers signed Derwin James to a four-year, $76.4 million extension. Makes him a $19.13 million per year. So that's what he's making per year. Makes him the highest paid safety in the league. Two-time Pro Bowl, a first-time All-Pro. And the first time he made the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro was during his rookie season. This past season, he had a total of 118 tackles. He was only behind two safeties and a lot of linebackers on that list. And one of those safeties happened to be Mika Fitzpatrick, another guy who laid out on the line for his contract. Uh, so, obviously, Derwin James is a rangy dynamic player he can pretty much play anywhere and isn't afraid to uh, Derwin James really does a lot for this defense he missed significant time in uh, 2019 five games played missed 2020 season the whole season but if he can stay healthy he played 15 games in 2021 he is the lifeline of this defense he'll be the rock he is the leader and um, with his new improved defense I think at one point I saw this offseason they want to build around him he's he's great he's an awesome awesome player if he can stay healthy and uh, definitely deserves the money he got. And uh, I'm hoping he could play up to it as well and stay healthy. Keep playing for this Chargers defense. And uh, Chargers will be another team back in the playoffs. They're in my top 10 as well. And um, listen, the Chargers missed last, last season the playoffs. They will make it this year. Derwin James with that money. They, uh, they are locking up guys, key guys, young guys. They're going to help this roster push forward. And Derwin James is one of those guys just as long as he can stay healthy. So that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Jake's Takes. It was a bit of a quick one. Again, rolling out by myself with my own takes here, but I'm happy to do it. Happy to get it out to you guys and roll some more content out. I'm sorry it wasn't on Saturday. Happy to be able to get it on Sunday. And uh, But anyway, thank you guys for joining me today on another edition of Jake's Takes. Like I said, much appreciated when you guys give out a listen. And uh, if anybody's got anything to say, want to be interviewed for a student athlete interview, give me give me an email, give me a call, whatever. My uh, I will I will link my email in the description of this podcast for questions or or if you want to be on the show or an interview or anything like that. I will throw down my email and you can always shoot me an email. Always available there. 
And um, you guys get back to me on that. But I always appreciate the listens. Thank you guys for joining. And uh, I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes. Still more to cover. Always new stuff comes out every day. Got to remember to visit that Tunnel Vision Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Follow our Instagram at tunnelvisionsports underscore and our Twitter account at underscore TV Sports. Don't forget to follow the Jake's Takes Instagram account, Jake's Takes TVS, for everything you need podcast-wise. If you missed what I said, I will be posting the power rankings there on the Jake's Takes TVS Instagram page. So go look out for that. Trying to post some cool stuff there. Uh, Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Jake Serrano, signing off. Thank you once again for listening. And remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports. Positive shift in sports media. We get it popping, homie, day and night. Got the party jumping, about to break the ice. Stay up on my grind.